Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Abby. And I'm Amy, and we're pastors at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. This podcast is about the middle space in between Sundays. It's the place where we take our values, our faith, and our commitments into our everyday lives. Amy, I have been thinking a lot about the sermon you preached at Bethlehem last Sunday. That's good news. I may confess, I I don't always continue to think about the sermon that you preached three days later. Not that any of our listeners could possibly relate to a sermon that might go in one ear and out the other. This one, though, no judgment here at all. This one has stuck with me, though, because uh, you were talking about community and the community that God formed in Philippi. Mm -hmm. That Paul recounts. We hear about that community in the book of Philippians, which we had a reading from last Sunday. And you were talking about the community God built there and is building among us and how the marks of this community are really different from the world around us, maybe plays by some different rules or I might say has some different practices. Yeah. And that connects for me to something that I've been thinking a lot about, which is how do we practice what we preach? Maybe for you and I, quite literally, (laughs) since we're preaching and on Sundays, but for any person of faith, um, how do we put our convictions into action? How do we put our faith into action? And I've been thinking about this in some of the graduate work I'm doing right now. I've been reading work by an anthropologist named Barbara Rogoff, and she really focuses on her study on culture but not as broad monolithic culture like American culture or something big. She's thinking about it at a lot more kind of functional and personal level. Like the culture of a family or of an organization, something like that. Yeah, that she really talks about culture as something that we create through the practices of our community. And if you think about us, we practice in a lot of different communities. We learn about what it is to be a student through practicing in the community of our school schools. Mm-hmm. We learn we learn our family practices. Anybody who's grown up in a family business, right, who gets that head start of understanding how that business works, it's because we become practitioners bit by bit through taking part in the life of that community, however large or small. I was thinking about this just recently. I had lunch uh, at my son's school and first grade teachers reminding them, really teaching them how to walk quietly in the hall without disturbing the classes around them. That is a practice that takes some learning and some practice. It's not the kind of thing that most five, six-year-olds just do automatically. They need it modeled. They need it reinforced. And there's a purpose to it, right? You can't have a whole bunch of sixth graders or six-year-olds, sixth graders either, running just wild down the hall because that is really disruptive to the learning environment. So they learn these practices. And I was thinking about that at church as well. We have a lot of practices that we do, and that takes some exposure and some learning. A lot of what we do in worship, for somebody who's never come to a place of worship or participated in worship, they'll tell you 
pretty quickly, there's a learning curve Abby, about I, what we do. Yeah, I am conscious whenever there are guests at worship, people that don't worship are, are part of our ongoing worshiping community. I become so conscious in those moments when I see them in worship about how the culture, as the language you're using, how the culture of our worship experience must either connect or not connect with them. I become so aware in those moments about all of the things that we do as part of worship that uh, might seem strange or are just really unusual from anything I do any other place in the course of my week. I become hyper aware of that whenever there are guests um, in worship. Yeah. And I think for me, just thinking about that. I think about it as as a bridge, though, or at least a potential bridge between the people who are not yet practitioners in this community and those of us who've been practitioners for a long time. And I like that language of practitioner, somebody who practices, rather than, and Rogoff would support this, we are not members of a community. We practice within a community. Sure. And how that language can help us as people of faith think about the practices that we share here and how they help us learn skills, ways of being, ways of seeing the world that might carry over to other spaces that we inhabit. Um, And that was the connection for me, thinking about your sermon um, on Paul's letter to the Philippians, that it sounds really beautiful to be part of a community where everyone's needs are met and we are kind and generous and loving and forgiving towards one another. But most of the communities in which I spend my time do not naturally reflect those ways of being. They take work. They yeah. take practice. They take modeling by others. They take missteps and and correctives, and we're figuring it out. So this idea that we actually have to practice being the kind of community that God calls us to be has really just been bouncing around in my head the last few yeah. days. Yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's a great, it's a great thought and it's a great connection between the scripture that we're lifting up and the other work that you're doing beyond the walls here of Bethlehem. I think it's interesting. Part of what Paul writes in that letter to the Philippians that I talked about on Sunday was, and I referenced this last week too in our podcast, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ. And what I learned last week as I was studying is that language about the same mind. Paul is actually not talking about thinking like Jesus. It's the word in Greek is a verb, not a noun. It's an action word. And so Paul is saying, What actions and attitudes of Jesus, let those be part of your life. And I think that's what you're referring to as you talk about this idea of practice. How do the attitudes and actions of Jesus shape our life in this community or in any community that we're a part of? And I think that's, I think that's a really rich question to ponder. And I guess I would be curious and put you on the spot and I'll put myself on the spot as well. What's one way that you let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus just as you practice your faith? 
Um, the example that comes to mind, only because you've put me on the spot and this is the first thing that has come into my mind. You might know in my household, we have a lot of birthdays this month, this I month do of October. That. Yeah. So we eat a lot of cake. And my role in the family, one of them, has been to be the resident baker of the cake for the birthday. And for this first birthday of the month, my oldest daughter announced that she wanted to make cake pops for her younger brother's birthday party, which I was theoretically supportive of, although feeling slightly displaced that this was my job, although I still get to make the cake for his actual birthday, so it was okay. But she had a vision, and she was pretty determined to make them without any interference, which gave me a great opportunity to exercise a lot of patience and to notice the ways that I would really rather be in charge. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, a super simple example. But I am learning how to be in community in my family, particularly as my kids start having even more opinions and perspectives and ways that they can contribute, which requires me to shift some and make some space for that and be more patient than I might otherwise, by my own kind of natural inclination, be. And so even in that moment, thinking of how can I let the same mind that of, of Christ be in me, it might just look like having an extra measure of patience when I really want to say, move over and let me do it myself. What a beautiful example. What a beautiful example. And of, of how hard it is, even within our own or how freaking hard it really is. And with your own family who you love and like you love and would do anything for them. And it's hard with your own family. And so just think about like how hard this is within a community of people that we in a church that we often call a family, but really it's a community of people. And it's only by the ways that we're practicing this patience and love and forgiveness together that we even begin to glimpse that kind of sense of that same mind of Christ. That's really, oh, that's a great example. But how important it is, I have a quote by Annie Dillard printed out and taped to my computer monitor here at, in my office. And it says, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. And I think that connects to this quote from Paul's letter to the Philippians, right? Yes. It's not about the big experiences of forgiveness that they make a Netflix docuseries about. It really is about the little moments. It is about the managing to take an extra breath of patience. It is about managing to let go of something that I really want to control or have more ownership over, to make space for somebody else to spread her wings a little bit. And those are the little moments of the day that I think is what Paul is talking about in terms of letting this mind of Christ really shape our lives and our ways of being. I think but, you're absolutely right. So I got to answer it. It's your turn to be on the spot. Oh, I thought maybe you would forget that I asked that question. <laughs> I think that one of the ways that I try to do that, I'm talking and hoping that something will come to mind for me. 
I might need you to ask me that question again next week because I'm I really I'm struggling for anything immediately to come to mind. I think I have been so taken by your example. And I don't just I'm not just avoiding answering the question. I really want to be clear. But I really am taken by that example of of even within the smallest community that we love. It's hard to do this. I just I think that's really I think that's really I think that's just worth naming. And then it requires us all to be open to being transformed. I think that's the other thing that I hear in Paul's letter to the Philippians. It's really a transformation. Letting that mind be is a transformation. And it's a transformation of me. It requires some changing as as it makes space for the transformation in my daughter as she grows up. Yeah. And that requires some shifts. Yeah. So I will completely let let you off the hook because I think this is actually some space to leave for our listeners to reflect on that question. And maybe maybe you who are listening have an answer on the tip of your tongue, or maybe it's going to take a little more reflection. So let this be an invitation to you to pay attention in the coming week about what that looks like for you in terms of letting the mind of Christ shape your life, your words, your actions. Where is that easy? Where is that a challenge? And then I'll leave you with that thought that we are what we do. So what are the practices? Like what's informing your practices of daily life? Do you find that it is your faith or does, are there other forces that are speaking louder or more powerfully to you? We'd love to hear about them. Yeah, that could be a whole nother podcast. So we'll have to circle back to that question because I think there's a lot of richness there to explore. And I promise that next time or another time you can put me on the spot and I will, I'll let you do that. I think there's some realness in that, Amy, because we, we don't all have all the answers all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy cake baking. Thank you. Wherever this week takes you, we hope our conversation has given you something to sustain you between Sundays. Subscribe to Between Sundays wherever you listen to podcasts.